0: every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe.
1: So uh, our final one, uh, week 18 in the books, 17 games, Chargers finish a miserable 5 and 12. Uh, I said it on the broadcast. Uh, if you had told me I had to pick one, 12 and 5 or 5 and 12, I would not have hesitated. Uh, I would have been 12 and 5 even though I would not have felt good about that. I could not have in a million years envisioned Five and twelve. I waited until a little bit later. I wanted to watch the Miami Buffalo game. It did not disappoint. Uh, just to see how that one turned out. I figured a lot of you would be doing the same since we all love football. And even though the Chargers are out of it, it's going to be a super compelling tournament. The AFC and NFC both. Uh, you know, you think about the Eagles as a wild card. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I can show that it's not sour grapes going back to last year because I say it every year. I say it in baseball. I say it in football. Somebody has got to get to the competition committee and say, "You win the division. Your reward is a ticket into the postseason." Uh, it is not home field advantage. the The fact that the Houston Texans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be hosting playoff games is just stupid. It, it really is the dumbest thing ever. Uh, that the fact that you know the the Cleveland Browns had to navigate a ridiculously competitive AFC North. to to 11 wins, and they're going to have to travel to Houston to play um, a Houston team. It's just just crazy. It does not make any sense whatsoever. So you get the better record. You should have home field. All right, today's beer. Under pressure. Why? Um, And this was a gift from Tim Cates for Christmas. So I'm going to drink the under pressure tall boy last one of the year. But I think that's... That's kind of the uh, the theme, right? This is this a big pressure moment for the Chargers organization. I would encourage all of you to watch the national championship game tomorrow night. You very well could see the Chargers' next head coach in Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers' overall number five number five overall first round pick uh, in Adunze from Washington out there on the field. And let's see which one. And you know what? Let's just say Adunze goes crazy. Washington wins the national championship, and Jim Harbaugh has to wear that. I would assume if he ends up being the Chargers' next head coach, he'll be like, go get that guy. <laughs> go get the uh, the physical freak that is incredibly athletic, explosive, makes every contested catch there is. Um, so I would encourage you to, m- to watch it. It's going to be a great national championship game, but could be some serious Chargers ties to that. As far as the game goes, and by the way, let me just get a sip of this, see how this is. Yeah, but so I say under pressure because you've got a quarterback who's 26 years old in his prime. The next five years are the window. You have a franchise left tackle in Rashawn Slater, and you have what I think is going to end up being a franchise defensive end in Thule, Pelotu. And those are the three positions, the three most important positions in football. Quarterback number one, Left tackle number two and defensive end number three. So, as far as the draft goes, make sure you follow DJ, who does the games with me at Move the Sticks. He's the best in the business, and I think you're going to start seeing mock drafts with probably, if I had to guess, I don't think it'll go beyond three names for the Chargers. If if you ask me, it's going to be quarterbacks one, two, three. It's going to be Caleb Williams one. Drake made two, Jaden Daniels three. That's that's how that's going to go. I cannot imagine the Cardinals walking away from a chance to pair Marvin Harrison Jr. up with, with Kyler Murray. And then after that, the three names you're going to see are Fashanu, the tackle out of Penn State, or Alt if some people prefer him out of Notre Dame. But I think it's probably Fashanu. Uh, and that's interesting, right, because now – you have an elite left tackle in Slater, an elite right tackle in Fashano where you flip them however you want to do it and you no longer have to help like like you typically do. You, know, you don't have to shade protection to one side because that's where they're picking on you when you play a Max Crosby. When you play some of these elite defensive ends, they're going to be getting after you. You can just leave those two guys on an island, spread it out, get the ball out quick and, and go. But... The other two names you're going to see are likely um, Adunze from Washington and Malik Neighbors, who was just freaking lightning quick. And and that's the thing, is the the Chargers had no explosion this year and just haven't for a while. They just haven't had those freak athletes. And if you ask me, like, the way – Now that I know, I didn't think they were going to get to five. I had assumed they were going to win one of these last few games, and we'd be talking about eight, nine, in that range. And that's where I thought the tackle came into play. But now knowing, so I'm looking at their numbers. Malik had 1,569 yards, 14 touchdowns, averaged 17,6. And Adunze had 87 for 1,553, 13, averaged 17,9. Like, that's what they need. They just need one of those guys. I like a say personally. I would almost think about taking him over Marvin Harrison Jr., as crazy as that sounds. just He is incredible, the way he affects the game. So, quickly, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, under pressure. Let's, let's do that again. So, that's the pressure, right? You've got a top five pick. The last time you were in the top five, you got Joey Bosa at number three. And when you talk about picking this high, you have to hit. You have to hit on these picks. And I think Tom Telesco did a pretty darn good job. In the first round, whether it was at 13 with Rashawn Slater, injuries have crushed Mike Williams, but he's proven to be one of the best 50-50 ball deep threat guys in the league. And I think his production, were he healthy, would have warranted that take the Patrick Mahomes out of the equation because you still had Phillip Rivers, who was playing at a very high level. And it was probably too early to start thinking about moving on from him. I I will say this. I, I do know for a fact, because he told me before the guy ever took a snap. I know that that Anthony Lynn was was politicking very hard to get Lamar Jackson when he started sliding. He was uh, was very invested in in that idea. So that was 2018, I think, right? And we just watched Josh Allen, who was the third quarterback taken, Lamar the fifth quarterback taken, probably going to win the MVP. Um, anyway, that's me. So pressure, pressure with the number five pick, you have to hit, and whether that's a tackle. Or a wide receiver. It's going to be one of those two things. I would I would imagine. Probably depends on who the coach is going to be. If it's Jim Harbaugh, maybe he wants to play a little bit more of a physical brand of football and wants to bully all these teams like he did when he was at Stanford, when he was with the 49ers and just you know play a very physical brand of football. And that's how you end up with a six foot six, three hundred twenty pounder like Fashano, who's just light on his feet and incredible uh, to pair up with Slater. So that's kind of just looking way forward. The other thing is to get the coach right, you know, that this is the coach that is going to be responsible for the Chargers in the absolute prime of Justin Herbert's career, right? The beginning of his second contract. He's only been to the postseason once in 4 years. It was just an unimaginable loss up 27-0 and you end up losing that game. What was it? 31-30. I think they end up losing it. So you know, you're in control really of the prime of Justin Herbert's career. And when you have a quarterback that is that talented, you expect to, you know, make runs in the postseason and have a very realistic shot at the Super Bowl. And I think the other thing is getting the general manager right because they're the one – there's going to be a lot of turnover on this team, I believe. I, I really believe that it's – yeah, they can afford Jim Harbaugh. I just saw that pop up. They're going to spend money. That, that's They're making money. These games are sold out. They just dropped $250 bucks on a practice facility. Um You know, their payroll, their player payroll is one of the highest in the league. They're the number two most expensive defense in the league. They've shown with player contracts that they'll do it. You know, to me, the last few coaching hires, I I think that, you know, look, the Eagles were going to hire Brandon Staley if the Chargers let him leave. Howie Rosen wanted to fly him to Florida and wanted to hire him, Um, you know, Anthony Lynn, there was interest in Anthony as well. So they were hiring guys that other teams wanted. It was just the path that they wanted to take. You know, Brandon Staley felt like another Sean McVay on the defensive side of the ball, and it just didn't work out. But, you know, there were a lot of people excited about him going into that that interview cycle. I mean, you're going to have a ton. Tomorrow, Black Monday, you're going to have a ton of coaches out of jobs. So there's going to be a lot of options out there for these coaches. And I think that's the important thing to remember. They may choose Jim Harbaugh. He may not choose them. Um, which means it's important to keep perspective about what other coaching candidates are out there. And so when you're talking about Ben Johnson, who's going to be a head coach, when you're looking at, I, I, so Jim Harbaugh, Ben Johnson, Dan Quinn, I think it's about time for him to get back into the head coaching, you know, ranks, even though Jerry Jones pays him a ton of money to coordinate the defense. But that's a guy that took the Falcons to the Super Bowl, should have won that Super Bowl, uh, unfortunately, blew it. But You know, he's someone who needs to get back in as a head coach. There's three. I think Jim Schwartz is probably going to get a job. He's too, he's too smart of a guy. He's too good of a coach. You see what happened with the Browns and, and how good that defense has been all season and what he's been able to do. So, but he's a bright guy. He's a Georgetown guy and he turned, put the, you know, the Lions were zero and 16 and he took them to the playoffs. You know, was it either the next year or the following year? So he's a great coach. He's going to end up getting a job. And there's probably a handful of others that um, I'm just not thinking of right now off the top of my head that very well could end up making great head coaches. I'd love for Chris Peterson to come out of retirement. So, you know, there's there's a number of different directions you can go. But I would assume the Chargers are going to get one of the top candidates because they have so much to offer between that practice facility where the coach gets to live when you're making 15 to 20 million bucks a year and you're living in Manhattan Beach and you're 10 minutes from El Segundo and the practice facility, and you're fifteen minutes from SoFi and you get to live that life making that kind of money and coach up Justin Herbert, that's as attractive as it gets. And I think you started to see some chinks in the armor with with the Chiefs this year, you know, and just the way they played. Even though they worked themselves to eleven wins, I tip my cap to them. They're incredible what, what Andy Reid and Steve Spagnolo and, and Patrick Mahomes are able to do year in and year out. They just don't quite look like the invincible Chiefs. That we had seen for, uh, for so many years. Let me get another sip of this. Under pressure also. Uh, because you've got to make tough decisions. You've got franchise players. That have big names. And you're going to have to make tough decisions. And I just don't know realistically, financially... If you can bring them all back, I know you can't bring them all back. There's no way that all four of Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen are back. And I think it's the question of how many of them are back, uh, if any of them are back. If you just decide to, to rip that Band-Aid off and there's availability in the trade market so you don't have to eat as much money because you have teams that are willing to take it on and resign them. And I think if that's the case, they would probably be willing to trade If they can get a day-two pick, you know, a second, third, or fourth for any of those four, they would probably take it. Uh, Khalil's the interesting one just because of what he meant to Thule, how hard he played all season, the fact he's got 17 sacks. and He was was ridiculous in this game. I know it was a backup offensive line and all that, but you're talking about a guy that was in the backfield the entire game. Two passes defensed at the line of scrimmage, a sack, like four pressures. He, He really was incredible. So... That to me might be the toughest one. Um, Mike Williams, the health, it's just unfortunate. Some guys just get hurt, you know, and, and for Mike, that's just kind of been the story of his career. So I think you've got two different paths, right? We talked about this on the podcast with Chris. You've got the, they're incredible players, but they can't stay on the field. Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, what do you do with that when you've got that much money tied up? And then you've got the using history as my guide, receivers on the other side of 30 and defensive players that are going to be 33 typically fall off and the fall is not gradual it's usually precipitous and it just disappears like that in this sport and that's what you got to be careful of um so that's that's kind of the the three different things that you got to talk about general manager you've got to reload this team with young talent and you know, that's why trading back maybe makes sense. But man, at number five, that is really tough, I think, to walk away from one of those two receivers if if they're both going to be there. Or three, you have three, really. You, you can choose between neighbors and, and Adunze and, and Harrison. And that's really hard to trade out of when you think about how important those players are, how much money wide receivers are making right now. And then the idea that, look, I, I know this is going to sound super you know, looking at it through powder blue glasses. But I think you all know if you've been following me that I've been pretty critical of, of the, the Quentin Johnston pick. But I think it's fair to point out it's a guy that draws a ton of flags. He did it again today. And if you were to add in a lot of those PI yards, maybe those numbers don't look as bad as they do. Now he has got to figure out how to catch balls over his shoulder. It's just that that's the one thing that's been the real issue, and that's something you work on. He's still very young, but I think you saw his physical presence today uh, on a couple of those catches, and I think you saw what he can do when it comes to those pass interference penalties by getting behind guys in some of these deeper shots. So, um, when you're talking about a wide receiver core of him, I believe in Josh Palmer. He's got it. He had just had a rough year injury wise this year, but man, he's an incredible receiver when healthy. And I think if you get those three as your receivers to remake this this pass catching core. That's pretty impressive, you know, to have three young players, Palmer, I'd extend them this offseason as as your number one, Quinton. And then you draft, you know, really the stud of studs at number five, be it neighbors at Dunze or Harrison, whichever ones are there. So that's kind of where I come out on on all that. They've got a hit, though. And that's where the trade back comes into play. They need young talent. They do not have enough guys on rookie contracts right now. To make up for the fact that that Justin Herbert's gonna be making twenty-five and then thirty-seven million dollars in the next two years. So that's where those second, third, fourth, fifth, those those picks have to hit. You know, you take the premium players early, and then you you have to fill out like your interior linemen, your linebackers, those sort of players on the back end, um, where you can find your Jamari Sawyers, your Jordan McFadden's, those type of players. Um, at that you're drew tranquils you're Aloy Gilmans it's safety like you've got to hit on those players but corners, wide receivers, tackles, defensive ta- interior defensive tackles like they, that's what they need to draft in these first three rounds. Uh, and really I think about the offense just just get this offense rolling Let, let's try to you know lean on the fact that you're gonna have Justin Herbert in his prime. if you can just add to that offense, and that was a conversation we had, you know, doing these and doing the podcast going into the draft last year. I said, just add to offense, you know, outscore teams, go out there and score points. So I, I think that's the way that there's, there's not a dominant defensive end. There's Dallas Turner, uh, but he's not going to be a top five pick. You don't have a corner. There's really, you know, there, there's no dominant Jalen Ramsey type corner in this draft. That that teams are going to take in the top five. It's tackles and wide receivers. It's the two tackles, Alt and Fashanu, and and the three wide receivers, Neighbors, Adunze, and Harrison, that you're talking about outside of the quarterbacks. And I do think there's going to be three quarterbacks taken back to back to back. Those teams need quarterbacks. It's crazy that it wouldn't be Caleb, Drake May, and and Jaden Daniels. So all right, let's get to uh, let's get to you. The people, a lot of scrolling to do. I probably went on a little bit too long. Holy cow, a lot of y'all. And you know what? I'll just say it before I get started. Thank you, all of you, for a great year. 5-12 and 12 sucks. It was, uh, it was miserable at times, but the fans are great. Um, really appreciate the team, the coaches. Love Gift Smith. I really wish he would have been able to get a win. Same with Easton. Uh, it was just a tough roll this year, and it happens. And look, this is going to sound terrible, but if you're going to do it, do one of the two. Win big, lose big. When you're in that, you know, seven and ten, eight and nine, that's no bueno. You want to be picking top five and then let's get this thing reset and get into the postseason, get to nine and eight or 10 and seven next year right away. That's the way you want to do this. You do not want to be in that six to to eight win range where you end up picking in the teens. All right, here we go. Let's see. What do we got as I scroll through here? Uh, I'm sitting here patiently for head coaching news. I don't have any news. Um, and remember, the rules are now different in the NFL. So you can't hire anyone until the 22nd. Uh, I call it the Eric B. enemy rule. You know, as they talked about too many coordinators from winning teams weren't able to get these head coaching jobs because teams wanted to make the hire right away. And you can't hire someone while they're still in the playoffs trying to win a Super Bowl. So they don't allow you to hire a coach or announce the hire of a coach until the divisional round. And the hope is that some of these coordinators for these teams that are perennial winners uh, will end up getting hired instead of being shut out because their teams are being successful. And it, it really boils down to the enemy. That's when a lot of people kind of got into it. Uh, appreciate that. Meko 23 uh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate all of you for, for tuning in. Uh, let's see. Bummer, Prater missed both field goals at the end today. Would have been... And I know exactly. Uh, so Arizona had a chance to win the game uh, from with a 51 yarder. Prater boots it, pushes it right, and now they're picking five. But I'll be like I said, uh, Alan, I'm fine with either of those guys. I really am. And there's part of me that just thinks about culture change, setting a tone, and what Penix and Adunze have meant for that Washington team. Like those guys are leaders. They are game changers. They are winners. You know, whenever a play needs to. I'm not at Marvin Harrison is incredible, and he's a freak. I mean, a complete freak. But I do think there's something to be said for the intangibles of Adunze and what they did at Washington this year, and just some of those ridiculous plays that he made. Remember all the close games they were in, the Washington State game. Like, that dude just comes up big in big moments. So that's why I'm not that upset because I think they can get one of those too um yeah there's always next year. You're right. I mean look, it's it's it sucks. It was a bad year, but then you do know about it. Five and twelve, you know, on to next year. Head to pillow tonight. Uh through all the ups and downs, listen to the podcast every week. Appreciate that by the way, we're gonna be going to the combine. So be sure to keep an eye on the pod. We're gonna do a, a pod and we're gonna do a live show every day. From there, So we'll do the YouTube show from the combine. So new head coach, sit with him, sit with the GM. We'll get, you know, because I covered the, the draft for so many years at NFL Network, those are all old friends. So we'll do our best to get DJ on, Bucky on, Lance Zerline, Brady Quinn, Joel Klatt, all those guys that I've just known forever out there. The insiders, you know, either Garofolo or Pelicero or Ian, you know, Rappaport, basically all the guys that I used to work with at NFL Network will drag their ass over to the to the charger show and, and I'll force them, I'll shove drinks down their throats and strap them to the chair and make them answer questions for all of you so we can figure out what's going on. But I'm looking forward to that. So that's remember the last week of February is when we'll be out in Indianapolis. Especially with a top five pick in the draft. Gonna be very exciting. Um no you're absolutely right. Social ds social D Joe. Um I thought the Rams were gonna tank the season. I, the way they built the roster, they had 40 guys on that thing that were first or second year players. And it just speaks to how important the coaching hire is. And I can, I, like, you cannot undersell the job that Sean McVay did this year and Raheem Morris, especially on that defensive side. I mean, they were playing first and second year players, they were playing college free agent signings, late draft picks. They had to remake that entire offensive line. Like, what they did. This year to get to the, the sixth spot was incredible. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. You have to get the coaching hire right. It is so important. And, you know, especially the next general manager with all of these picks they're going to have. And you're seeing it in the same building with what the Rams were able to do with a roster that a lot of people um, thought was appeared to be especially with we didn't even think Matthew Stafford was going to play this year with that back injury and that he might be forced into early retirement that sort of thing and he ends up coming out playing lights out so you never know uh what else do we got need Harbaugh would love Harbaugh can't wait to hear you and Petros Michelada Monday exactly Jim would be a solid head coach for the Chargers totally agree I would love to have Jim Harbaugh as the head coach. Step up financially and strategically for the organization. Like I said, I mean, I feel like they've done that now. Uh, To me, a $250 million facility when they could have just stayed in Costa Mesa suggests as much. Um, Not to mention all the player contracts they've signed the last few years. You know, highest paid center, highest paid defensive player in the uh, free agent market in, in JC Jackson, even though it didn't work out highest-paid safety, highest-paid defensive end, highest-paid player in the NFL when they signed Justin Herbert. So they're showing they're going to spend money. L.A.'s a different deal. They've got so much more money at SoFi Stadium than they ever had down in San Diego. Just the corporate dollars are bigger. The asses and the seats at SoFi, totally, totally different deal. And they're making money that they're reinvesting back into the team. I think it's clear the way they've operated over these last four years compared to how it was down in San Diego. Top need in the draft, Millie D. I think think you just need – you need you need juice man as much as i'd love to take the tackle and part of me thinks that's cuz the receiver group is so deep you know the tackle deep the tackle group is never that deep you can find receivers you'll rarely find a dominant tackle outside of the first round so that's the part of me that kind of wonders you know if you do flirt with Vashanu if he is really one of these you know once every 5 year offensive tackle talents Um, So that it'll be interesting um, because that's kind of what he's been discussed as, like how, how great, how light he is on his feet, how strong he is, how athletic he is. That's something that'll that'll have to probably come down to preference. How you want to build a team? You know, do you feel like you need to have that explosive player because they're both premium positions financially? You draft the tackle. You're talking about Trent Williams getting 30 million bucks a year. I mean, wait till you see what Rashawn Slater's contract looks like. It's going to be a monster. Look at Laramie Tunsell, what he's making year in and year out. So those are expensive players. And you see what the wide receiver contracts look like now. So either of those two, you get financial savings by having them on a rookie contract for five years in the first round. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be one of those two positions. Uh, Harbaugh fumble in the red zone sucked. It sure did. Spencer, I mean, you got an 18-play... Daniel made a great... DJ made a great point, though. When you have 18-play drives, there's a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong. That's why you need explosiveness out there. That's why you need a Dunze or Harrison or Neighbors. So 18-play drives become 7-play drives. And there's a 35-yard completion in there that goes for a touchdown. Because that's how you fumble the ball on a third and goal. Because it's your... 18th play of the drive same thing with the field goal right instead of a touchdown it's third and goal and that's your 18th play of the drive it's just there's no explosion there's no speed there's no juice and that's that's where the the wide receiver comes in to play sip it I know I'm trying to um it's just it's quite a bit and it's heavy I'll be honest um Let's see. It gets daily for tomorrow's show. I have that same hoodie. Right on. I got this hoodie at the Billabong outlet. I don't even remember where I was. I was out of town. And I went in someplace. I don't remember where I was. I think this was $7. We were on the road somewhere. I was with the Chargers. I remember that. We were on the road and there was, I don't know, Billabong outlet. And I grabbed it. And um, yeah, it's great. Please know Brock. Oh, Bowers. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think you'll see that. It's just too—we It's we just haven't seen it. You know, you go through the list of these top 10 tight ends, and they rarely pan out. And there's just too much juice at the wide receiver position. There, you're not taking Brock Bowers over any of those three receivers or the tackles. So now if you trade back, if somebody wants to jump up there because Michael Penick's medicals end up being okay and a team is comfortable with them and they want to get up to number five to take them— and you can trade back to ten or fifteen or something, and you pick up you know an extra two, an extra three, and a one next year, something like that. Then yeah, go ahead get them. But at number five, you're you're going with one of those receivers or, or one of the tackles. Uh, shred the curl, bra, Yeah, here we go. Whatever DJ says we should draft, I'm good with. He's really good. I'm with you. Any team in history lost more games by less than four points in one season? No. Nope. The answer to that is no. Uh, they have not. I believe it was a. Colts team, if I remember right, that had seven. I think the Chargers have a heck of a lot more than that. Malik would be fine. Malik neighbors. I just don't I don't know if you're gonna get Malik over a say I don't think so. I think just the the physicality of a say and, and Harrison separate them a little bit. But again, if it's Malik, I got no problem with that. That dude's got crazy juice. Um Best pick is, oh, well, yeah, Phil, I think that's the the thing, is tackles are so important. Look at what Detroit's doing with Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell and how dominant they are with those two tackles and what they can do by just having Sam Laporta be a receiving tight end, you know, and with Jameer Gibbs not having to worry about blocking and pass pro and just lighting it up out of the backfield. So that's where the the tackles come into play, allowing more explosives. Um, there we go. Let's see. Chargers receiving room more important than the defense. Yeah, I think so. Look, they're both. They need to they need to reset their corner room, their running back room, their wide receiver room. You know, those are all things that are, are going to be looked into. So I think there's there's both sides. Um, oh, I forgot about the challenge. I should have watched that. Mm. Um, Chargers are good at losing. And yeah, they figured out how to lose a lot this year about doing some ig lives for the rams playoff games eh, i'll leave that to to my man jb i'm sure he'll do a much better job um harbaugh get a workhorse running back yeah they can do that spencer but they don't have to do that in the first round um what else we got sip it good call jim to la a lot of people want harbaugh my weekend was great. You'll have to tune in because something ridiculous happened to me on Friday night. So that'll be at 345 tomorrow on Petros. And money. Thank you, Legend and Foley. Uh it's not hard work. It's great work and I love it. Um love you too. Miller Go Blue. Go blue tomorrow night. Um out Jammer, and LT our last number five. Yeah, look at that. It's a pretty good run, right? Quentin Jammer, Jr. out and LT all pick number five. Not bad at all. Um Blake Corm at five. How about Blake Corm at five in the third round or the second round? Um, Chargers, yeah, the Chargers can afford Jim Harbaugh. No no doubt about it. It won't be, it will not be a financial issue. It'll just be where he wants to be. And if he wants to be with the Chargers, they're going to figure that out. Um, No in-season moves, no draft. I think that's fair. You know, there was nothing in season. There was, you know, just stick and pick. And a lot of teams like to move up and down the board. Um, Raheem Morris could be the next coach. The only thing I would say about that is, you know, you just hired the defensive coordinator for the Rams. So I'd be careful with that. Um, am I using the voice changer? I don't think I am. The only voice changer I have is when I take a big sip of that because it's so heavy. Um, no, Staley is no McVay. It's what he wants to be. It's what some people thought he was. And unfortunately, McVeigh is he's a unicorn, man. That dude is incredible. Um, important to focus on. Wide receiver, O-line, or defensive back? Yes, you hit it on the head. All three. I think all three of those. But O-line is interesting because, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. They counted so much on Corey. And when Corey Lindsley went down, it really took away. He did all the checks. He was the catalyst in the run game, you know. And, and when they lost him, they just did not have someone of the same acumen, as, as him. And in season to lose a piece like that is really tough. So I think it's hard to put the O-line struggles, you know, it's hard to discuss the O-line struggles without pointing that out and how important a piece that was. Um, Chargers need an offensive coach. I think that makes sense. Just get some consistency for Herbert, who's already on, you know, is gonna, is, he's on his third offensive coordinator already, Shane, Joe Lombardi, and Kellen, you know, and maybe they keep Kellen. I love Kellen. I'd love for him to stick around. Um, but it'd be nice to get a head coach that has their offensive philosophy. No, do not want Lane Kiffin. Um, If we took anyone from the college ranks, like I said, I'd love to coax Chris Peterson out of retirement. Uh, That would probably make the most sense. Uh, What else we got? Dan Quinn. Yeah, I think Dan Quinn seems like a great choice if if Harbaugh wouldn't take it because you keep Kellen. Maybe he brings Gus Bradley back, you know, and you feel pretty good about the personality around your team, players that, you know, players would love the coaching staff, that's for sure. Uh, Schwartz is not too unstable emotionally. That You're thinking of like a couple events in, in his time, and that was his first time as a head coach, you know, and certainly you learn some stuff. Um, Raiders keep Antonio Pierce. I think they will. It sounds like, you know, the players, when you have both Max Crosby and, and, and you know, Devontae Adams pushing for him, the fact that they close strong, you know, and and played pretty damn well under him. Now, and on top of that, I have no idea what the settlement was with John Gruden. But you're play, you're paying Josh McDaniels ten million bucks a year for the next three years. So figure if it's ten for John, ten for him, that's twenty million bucks. You're really going to pay somebody fifteen million bucks, thirty-five million dollars in head coaches with DJ coach. No, DJ would GM, but I don't think he will. He's he's got too good of a gig with NFL Network, and he's too good at it. Uh, make Rivers the QB coach. I talked to Philip when he came out. He's loving the high school football. They uh, made the playoffs this year for the first time. So there's nothing better than high school football. And for Philip, man, that's just heaven out there in Alabama. What he gets to do coaching up his son, who's the, the quarterback now, who's like six foot five. By the way, I couldn't believe it when I saw him the last time I would seen him before Philip left. You know, four years ago, he was shorter than me, and now he's freaking six five. Um, Herbert is not Jay Cutler. I would totally disagree with that. Um, what did Acho do? Was Acho just like talking crap about the Chargers? I know he did the whole Herbert's a social media quarterback thing last year. Uh, but look, what is Acho? He's a, he's a suit now, you know, he's, he's got to get clicks and get people to tune in to to what he has to say. So people sometimes are comfortable saying stupid things because that's, you know, what kind of moves the needle and that's fine. That's, that's, that's how he's going to get eyeballs. And so be it. Not going to, uh, not going to fault him for that. Uh, Bosa and Williams. Yeah, those four guys are are who to keep an eye on. Build from the draft, strong arm, blah, blah, blah. Mac has been great. Agree, I'd love to bring Mac back, but I think that's a tough, that one's tricky. Um, What else? Am I back next season? I hope so. Uh, We will see. But as of, you know, they're taking me to the Combine, so I'm hoping that that's a, a sign that I'll be back next year. Stud center from Oregon. Yeah, centers, guards. That's where you get value later in the draft. Um, it was freezing. It absolutely was, uh, C.L. Beck. Uh, I was cold. It was the coldest game I've ever experienced it at SoFi. Um, Allen is all skill, and I trust that. Don't disagree, but again, it's just, it's tough when you get on that other side of 30. Um, jeez, need to fire me. Oh, I know that dude. That's the Raider fan. Um, not picking flowers set us back big time. Yeah, you want that explosiveness and someone who is, you know, kind of already, Polished and ready to go. Um, What else we got? Uh, Um, Keenan, Q. Yeah, you know, DJ made a really good point, Zilpot, about Q and his hands. He said maybe it's not the hands, maybe it's just the concentration that those over the shoulder throws he's just not comfortable with. And that's something they got to work on because really those are the only drops. That, that he's got. It's when he's got to kind of look over. When he's facing the ball, he's fine. It's, or when he's facing the quarterback, he's fine and he sees it in. It's when he's got to kind of track it. He's not tracking it right. Um, thank you, Alec. Appreciate that. Need a running back. I think they're going to remake the running back room. They have to. Austin's a free agent. You know, Isaiah Spiller was inactive for a number of the, for a number of the, um, uh, Cynthia freelance texting me right now. Do it on the do it on the Instagram, Cynthia, or pop in here. I'll invite you in. You can use your fancy math brain and break all this stuff down a lot better than I can. Um, the uh, what was oh running backs. Yeah, I think you could see all three of those guys. You know, and you need to completely remake that room. So, but Joshua's going to be a free agent. Austin Eckler's is going to be a free agent, and Isaiah Spiller has just not been able to crack into the rotation. So, that's. That's certainly something that that they'll probably have to address seriously. Um, any value left in Q? Yeah, 100%, Alec. He's young, and he's physical, and he's big, and he's fast. He's just raw. You know, my, my issue with drafting Q really had nothing to do with the individual. It just had to do with the timing. I Because that's what they had said when they drafted him. They said, hey, look, you got to be patient with him. This is a raw prospect that we're looking forward to developing. But that's because they They operated under the guise that Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams were going to be healthy all year. And to me, it's like, well, then take Dalton Kincaid. Take the tight end because this team is supposed to win a Super Bowl. That's the way you approached it financially and and the way it was being projected. So that's what my big issue was with that draft pick is why are you taking someone that you're telling us you don't expect to make an impact this year? Um, Then you take Dalton Kincaid. Look what he did tonight. You know, look what Zay Flowers did last week to Miami. So, uh, appreciate you, America. Appreciate you, Millie D. Um, who else we got? Unfortunate Herbert stick. O.C. Kellen. Yeah, exactly. That's why you kind of hire the offensive coach when, uh, you have a quarterback like that. Um, oh man, I think I just kind of screwed up here and got pushed back. Um, going to draft a wide receiver from Washington. There we go. No one, uh, What are we drinking tonight? Just join. This is called Under Pressure. It's, uh, Tim Cates got it for me. It's tales, from the tales from the River. Yeah, there you go. Tales from the Seal Beach River. Bacteria infecting my lungs. Those are the tales from the uh, Seal Beach River. Mm. Uh, ba-ba. Favorite game to call this season? Probably Miami. I mean, it was incredibly disappointing, but my God, that thing was fun. Uh, I, I really enjoyed calling that game until Ja got lined up solo on Tyree Kill on the most pivotal play of the game, and we all looked at it going, what are we doing here, and see you later. Touchdown game over, it's over. Um, more hardball reports. Well, like I said, Austin, don't be pissed if they don't get him, because that, my guess is they're going to make a hard push to get him. Um, let's see, through sad season, bright very nice. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate that. Um, that's not cool. Come on. Uh, um, Some of these, yeah, you could work the contracts to to keep them around, but they did that last year, and you keep pushing it back and back and back, and it just gets harder and harder to move on from them. So I think ch- chances are it's probably time to just face it, bite the bullet, and maybe next year has to be a reset year contractually, and then the following year is when you really look to take that big step and that big push. Uh, first thing you'd ask Harbaugh if he comes to coach in LA, um, we're gonna have a fullback. We're going to have a tight end that plays with his hand in the ground. And are we going to run power? That's the old Bo Beckler story that when John, when uh, Jim told him he wanted to be a head coach, he said, are you going to have those three things? He said, yes, I will, sir. He said, all right, then you can be a head coach. Um, Joel will be huge. Well, literally, he's a very large man. But at five, I would assume Fashano is going to be there and he'd probably be the guy. Um, uh, I think... I, yeah, I think if you take the tackle, then Pipkins becomes your swing. Is is how that works. Um, Groundhog Day. Give Herbert his cheese. Do you body surf? I um, I do not. I do not, Miguel. Um, if I'm out there with the kids, then yeah, I'll you know grab a couple waves, body surfing. But no, I prefer to just straight surf. Penix has Trubisky face. Up, I don't know what that means um Kev dog's wedding was incredible millie d we had a blast it was basically a giant k rucker union last night with people from you know andy shown and darcy from back in the 80s all the way through the, all the kevin and bean crew from the 90s and people like cat and and striker and all the folks that uh used to hang out with jimmy and and everyone from the morning show was just awesome so uh yes it was great it's great to see kevin so happy so i was stoked to be there uh there's cynthia just waved to her um Here we go. Let's see. Look at that. See, she's now jumped in here, and now she's the more popular person. Of course I trust Herbert. Stanley Joe. Um, (laughs) Here we go. I miss you too, Cynthia. I told you you could join. You can. uh, Quorum, definitely not first round, so you've been here for a while. I guess I'm way behind, right? And I'm almost done with the beer, so we're coming up on the end. Um, Jeez, how far up back am I? Uh, You think Aloe will be back? Good question, Ron, because I don't know if playing high as Alohi's best position. But, you know, another, like, the thing about Aloe is three force fumbles, two interceptions, three fumble recoveries. Like, he, he comes up with big plays. But then there's also Jed the Fish was not there, unfortunately. I would have loved to have seen Jed. Um, all right, I appreciate that, Aman. Next time I'm at uh, Brewery X, I will let you buy me a beer. Um, let's see what else we've got, what they got you doing, training. Uh, Car is not in the playoffs. Uh, the Saints are not in the playoffs. The Bucks are, as a matter of fact. Um, yes, I will. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly, Cynthia. So I will see you at the Combine. Cynthia will come on, um, to the, the live show. Exactly right. Um, it was offshore this morning, silk bra, but way too windy. Everything was just blown to hell. Uh, but I went twice yesterday, so that worked out. Um, what else we got? Show me your lightning bolt, silk bra. New Year's resolution, guaranteed chargers, hire Jim Harbaugh. I hope so. Coach Prime, no. No. Um, Ton of waves in the offseason. I hope so too, uh, Mark. And I will see you out there perhaps tomorrow, North Pier. Um, Or Bolsa. Earliest round you would take an RB? I think it depends. Like I would have taken Bijan in the first round if he was there. Um, this past year, 100%. So I think it just kind of depends. And Jameer Gibbs, you know, when you have those type of talents, that makes sense. I got no problem with that when they're that exceptional. But typically it's later rounds. Um, do you think he gets full run if they pick Harbaugh? No, I think they'll pair him with a with, an, with um, a GM that he just trusts, that he likes. I mean, I just just look at John and what Baltimore has built with some very strong, you know, very strong, prominent front office you know, individuals, obviously with Ozzy, one of the greatest GMs in the history of the NFL, followed by DaCosta, followed by, you know, and his underneath DaCosta, Joe Ortiz, which is someone who's been mentioned quite a bit. So I would assume that Jim leans on John. I think the whole 49er thing, like that's Trent Baalke, like he and Trent Baalke just and I don't know anybody that gets along with that guy, really. So like he and Trent Baalke just did not get along. So I think he knows that you need a GM to GM. And you need to coach. And then when the in season rolls around, you know, then the coach does a lot more when it comes to personnel. Um, I'm way behind in the comments. Uh, let's see where we at. Sadly, I have to let some of our money. Stupid to think they would be. How far? Coach Prime is not better than Harbaugh. That's the dumbest thing I've ever read. Um, guy won four games. <laughs> Harbaugh is what, 44-16 and 16 in the NFL? I know you're just being a goof, by the way, Char- Charlie. Um, well, Puka got drafted in the fifth round. Yeah, but remember, Puka was hurt. Puka could not get on the field. So that's one where he was incredible when he was playing, but the medicals were kind of the concern. Um, Appreciate you, Mason. Uh, What else we got? Thanks for the post games. Absolutely. How far back am I, by the way? How far behind am I? Oh, I'm not too far behind. Oh, there we go. Um, Let me see. You ever hang out with Petros? Is, Is that for me or Cynthia? Yes, I do hang out with Petros from time to time. Who is your favorite to win the Super Bowl? No. Let's see. Hold on. Is there's just a lot of thanks here, so let's see. Mooch interviewed Trubisky before the draft that face. Same face Zach Wilson had. I gotcha. Have you seen progress on the new training facility? Yes, I have. I was just over up there. I had to a Callaway. I had to go to a Callaway event um, last week and I popped over and it looks incredible. Yeah, Herbert's haircut, not great. I like him with long hair, but hey man, whatever. You know, cut it down in the offseason. Um, Tomlin, I agree. Tomlin's an incredible coach. Anybody would hire him. Uh, yes, check out the Low Neal podcast. That's our Believe podcast. He does a great job on that. Here we go. View request. Um, all right, accept. I'm new to this thing.
0: Look at this. Look at Gordy. Oh,
1: oh my gosh! Look at that. So we have a three three man booth. Not easy to navigate for me. Let me. Am I am I leaning on him? Does he get first comment after I do play by play, or do you? I mean,
0: I. Th- I think I finally get first comment, you know, just this time. Right. But next time he can get it. How are you?
1: I'm great. So uh, funny for you, Cynthia, because you, uh, you have, I guess, whatever. Your roots are in Detroit. Mm-hmm. They're the number three seed. But you work with the Bills pregame broadcast. And I know how important those are. You make a ton of friends. You get to know all the players you and do. the staffers. And you start to pull for them. So I'm going to force you to pick one. You gotta pick one.
0: I'm picking the Which Lions.
1: You. Thirty
0: years, baby, since yeah, a guess home so. playoff game. That's a really long. Like the dog's name is Gordy after Gordy exactly. Howe. Like, there you these go. This would be really bad if you know. I, I gotcha. It would, <laughs> but it's not to say I don't love my Bills. You know, luckily they could right. play each other. Exactly.
1: That, that's true. That would be. Uh, then you'd really find yourself in a conundrum. I would assume.
0: No, I'd be happy. I'd win either way.
1: That's a good point. You know, like yeah.
0: like I'd, i like that would be fantastic.
1: No doubt. So it's great that you're here, Cynthia, because uh, you have an opportunity to talk about uh, something that we discussed in the draft, and that is Dalton Kincaid, Quentin Johnston, your thoughts on how the Chargers might have looked this year had they opted to go with uh with Dalton instead of Q. Um,
0: or Zay, or yeah. look look, I think you have to go with what you know best. And and the reality was at that time, like you had Keenan Allen, you had Mike Williams, you have all these different people then played these different positions the drops were there everybody knew but if you believed you have a guy like helen moore coming in and you have an o-line that ahead of the season i thought this was going to be the best chargers o-line i'd seen in like 10 years at least whatever so you know you think all of those things then sure but but it's like again you've got to pick what you what you know obviously he wasn't i didn't have him in the first round of my mock draft but that's But I also, I pick for certain positions differently. Like, anyway, so he wasn't, he wouldn't have been my pick, but that's that's not, you know, I I understand. And that,
1: I don't know if you saw how late you came into the chat, but like one of, clearly the the big conversation now when you have a top five pick is the idea that you're going to get a blue chip player moving forward. and, And I said, I think, almost every single mock is going to have one of three names. It's either going to be Fashanu, it's going to be Malik Neighbors, or it's going to yep. be Adunze. It's going yes. to be, right? I would assume it's yeah. one of those three is what they're going to mock to, yep. these, to, to this team.
0: Yeah, Adunze to me, so far, I haven't finished all my draft stuff. But where I'm at in the process, I actually, and I was talking to DJ about this today, actually. Um, I actually have Adunze slightly ranked ahead of Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr just just be one contestant catches to the route tree versatility he runs like the right the right number like the speed doesn't erode very fast and that's a pretty big deal yeah like as it turns out so to me he might be just a, again we're talking 1a1b there so right. if it, like it's not like i'm saying oh it's this huge drop no no no, no. it's it's a really it's it's like that little, but if you, it's kind of a value at five if you think about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's – like, to me, it's it's probably also going to be the the head coach. You 100%. know, if, if it's Jim Harbaugh and we know the physical brand of football he wants to play, well, then he could just say, if I got Slater on the left side and Fashano on the right side, I got no problem with that. Like, let's just go beat the hell out of people. And, exactly. And those are the – you know, wide receiver getting picked this high is sort of a new – Kind of thing, just I mean, not necessarily Keenan. You know, right. you've, you've had Keyshawn getting picked number one overall. Obviously, Jamar Chase, top five guys like that, AJ Green, and Julio Jones. But tackles have always, gone oh yeah, high. there is always a premium on tackles. Huge. So I, I think before we get too excited about no. you know that explosive toy for Justin Herbert to play with, which I do think they need a little bit more. This team has just lacked mm-hmm. any, any any explosiveness, Oof. any right. juice, any oomph, exactly whichever word you want to use. Um and also I think you, you've gotta you've gotta play to the division, right? And yes. and when you have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on top, you feel like this was just an aberration of a year, you've got to score touchdowns and that's kind of where the, the Adunze Harrison neighbors conversation comes in.
0: It's interesting to me because if you're looking at like who's gonna be available in free agency this year, we had like this weird thing happen, like with NIL compressing, like changing the timeline. So you stay in college longer because you get paid more money now to be in college. But right. you make less money. A lot of people make less yeah. money not in college, which is wild. So, like, there's, like, this weird, like, we're, we have this, like, weird bubble where there's not as – it doesn't appear to be as deep of a wide receiver class this year as there as it has been in recent years. Right. And you're actually getting more better – wow, terrible English. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're my grammar. More better. Too. You're getting some more better – more better linemen this time. Right. So, yeah. So, you're going to get – like, that's just what's happened because linemen don't really get paid in college. So, as it right. turns right. out, so they're going to come out, whereas – I mean, we're just seeing the the kind of the ripple effect of NIL and the transfer portal, et cetera.
1: Yeah, unless you're an O-line that goes to Texas A&M and you get that fancy $70,000 GMC truck, then that's pretty The safe. bag man is at Texas yeah. A&M. <laughs> exactly. Um, but to your point with the, the wide receivers and, and free agency, so I just pulled it up. So you have T. Higgins. He's probably going to get franchised. Michael Pittman <laughs> will probably get franchised. Calvin Ridley will probably get franchised. And then you're kind of talking about Do you want to pay an older Mike Evans? Do you want to pay like is Hollywood Brown really a one? Is he not a one? And and then you healthy, right? So I think that's where drafting wide receivers tends to make sense. Is it's just hard to find those guys. You're probably going to have to trade for one. You're going to have to trade a one for AJ Brown, a one for Stephon Diggs. You know that's I guess where sort of that conundrum comes in of. It's not just drafting for fit or for need, but they start to bring in the finances and availability as well. I will
0: say, I haven't looked into Cincy's cap situation yet, but often they're one where it's very possible that they'll unfortunately have to not be able to have tea. You know, I don't know how they they allotted everything with when they – because it seemed like the Joe Burrow contract was like, ah, like super frantic. So – I'm not right. sure how the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. So it's possible that T Higgins could enter the market, but yeah, I, I don't I
1: know. Guess that, you know, when you have a one, it's not necessarily, I, I, and I have no idea. I don't think we, we weren't, we aren't going to find out what the franchise numbers are for a right. minute, but I'm sure it'll be a pretty healthy number to, to franchise yeah. a receiver. And I think it's also because Burrow and Herbert are on the same calendar. So you're still going to get that fifth year, you know, option fast. Factored yep. into the extension. Yep. So I know for, for Herbert, it's like 25 next year, and then it jumps to 37 gets, or 39. Right. So you can maybe get away with it as a franchise tag. Hey, Joe will be healthy. Let's take one more shot at the right. Super Bowl with this guy in a one-year. Yeah. And that's how uh, that's how it works. By the way, how about the Giants winning that game and and sliding <laughs> back a spot to – I guess it's not as big of a deal because you oh. have the tackles and the receivers. Um, but certainly – had the cardinals won that game and I, you could see it on the face i can't remember their gm's name um shoot, the gm of the, of, the the cardinals. Oh, uh, of the cardinals of yeah, the um, cardinals it's more, is monty, it Morgan. i can't remember Austin monty Paul? yeah yeah monty yeah. you could see yeah. it on his face when they beat the eagles he was like are you kidding me are you are you kidding me right yeah. now but he's going to end up with marvin harrison anyway right. which is what they they probably want. Um, all right, so Cynthia, since since you've crashed this, and so many of your your followers are uh, are yeah, watching. No, see. it's okay. I'm wrapping it up. Anyway. I know. I got just. A no, silence. that was
0: good. We need to have a beer at the combine.
1: That's what I do. I do one beer for the post they love game, it. and that's it. And then we're done. So as I uh, wrap it up, and you get back to Gordy. Yeah. That's funny that you did it uh, hockey-wise, as opposed to like night train or you know something. Well, he's, he's like
0: a husky mix. I got. Where it. are you, Gordy? I'm right here. There we go. You know, Gordy. He's like a husky mix. So he's kind of like a like – look, he's so cute. He's like a little husky mix. So you, he's he's like a, a winter ice, dog. Ice. You know? Yeah, you yeah. go to
1: the ice.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Plus, like, let's be honest, the Red Wings are the best thing. I mean, when I was growing up, at least, they, like, didn't miss the playoffs for 25 years. So a little better than a team that hasn't made it in 30. Barbie just saying.
1: <laughs> for me to tell you what to name your dog. But personally, I'd have gone with Dotsuk. That's just me. You know? <laughs> just I thought about
0: Chelios, but then people well, would say, like, Chicago, like the Chicago. So, and I'm like, no, chelly's Chili is in Detroit, not Chicago. Just the saying. The
1: that's, that's heartbreaking for Chicagoans that Chelis considered Detroit. But he did win a cup there. He did not in Chicago. All right. So here we go. Uh, Want to wrap it up? Yep. On the yeah. Most intriguing. And I don't know if that means potential upset, but... Most intriguing first round playoff, wild card. Well, I should say wildcard matchup since the Ravens and the yeah. and the 49ers aren't playing. So most intriguing first round matchup.
0: I'm going to go with the Browns and the Texans. They yeah. had that, it's that rematch. It's going to be really interesting. Like, I don't know, there's CJ Stroud, all that emotion. He, they weren't expected to be where they're at right now. If they get just a little bit healthier, the step forward we saw for Nico Collins this year, there's just a lot of interest. And then of course, like, how can you not love Joe Flacco? Like, yeah. I love all those videos after the game with the Jets. like, This guy, this guy. I'm like, he doesn't even remember his <laughs> yeah. name. Like, he's like, This That's guy. Great. That's what I would do, too. <laughs>
1: yeah. You give, uh, <laughs> it, it, it goes to show you that, like, there is a portion to quarterbacking of not giving zero apps. Like, oh, you, incredible. you know,
0: incredible.
1: That, that goes a long way. Um, for a dude that was sitting on his couch, You can come in and say they have no other options. And even if they do, I don't. I know it it really doesn't matter. But he's got
0: and they play such like different styles of like we the Texans actually got their run defense fixed for like except for last game. Jonathan Taylor, obviously, like really did a nice job. But it was just like I just think they're two kind of like just great. I don't know. Great situation. It's just a great watch. And I think I'm I'm happier that.
1: It's them and not the, the Jags. It just felt like the Jags yeah. were dragging a lifeless body across the finish line <laughs> if they were able to get that win. And and you feel like there's a little juice in the Texans. I'm going to go. I'm going to give you the one that you don't want to hear, but it's obvious, no! right? It's, it's Matthew Stafford back yeah, just, in Detroit. It's the experience of Sean McVay versus just the raw coaching emotion. And, and you know, I'm, I stole this from DJ, but it's a great point. Like, I don't know if there's a team – that has taken on the personality of their head coach yes. as much as the Lions. So oh. it's like, you've got these two sort of competing, you know, Hey, here's a very strong yes. presence, a leader of men, a player's sure. coach versus the brilliant play caller, you know, in McVay. It really is such a cool <laughs> contrast of styles that For we're sure. going
0: to get. Sure. I just wish, I hope, I thought, I think I saw a report that Sam Laporta probably won't be playing. Yeah, and that bums me out. Cause you're like, come on. Like, at least, but at least C.J. Gardner-Johnson's back, which is somewhat helpful because go rewatch that Cowboys game and Cam Sutton just absolute C.D. Lamb worked yeah. him like, ugh. so it was a little scary. I'm like, oh, that guy Puka Nakua can watch that film too. So it's just a little. But I will say, every single Lions fan was cheering so hard for the Rams. Like everyone wanted Matthew Stafford to win that Super Bowl. Yeah. Every single person now also wants. They're like, "You got your Super Bowl. Let's Leave be it. fair. Like, our <laughs> <starter> turn now.
1: <laughs> yeah, let us get a win." Such a yeah. bummer, too. That well, I mean, it's fortunate for the casual fan, but for the Lions, it sucks that they're not the two seed, um, yeah. you know, and and taking on the uh, the Packers, who are kind of limping into the playoffs, I a know. little bit. All right, last thing, last yeah. thing, and this to me is very easy. Um, this is a very easy answer. So take your Lions fandom. I'm out taking of it, it out for a moment. Yeah which you usually are very good about, um, yeah, yeah. unlike some people. What do you do if you're the Bears? Do you trade number one or do you select Caleb
0: Williams? Well, I guess there's the, – my one caveat is, I will say, I went to college with Ryan Poles. So right. I know him pretty well, and I know that he's an offensive lineman, and he acts like an offensive lineman, meaning he's like a collegial guy who, like, wants the team to all – so I would imagine that once they sort out – I mean, we were hearing Iber will be back, but I didn't know. And once they sort that all out, then I think they all reserve. like if they decide to bring in some offensive guru minded person that's like super offense, then I absolutely think that they should go with Caleb Williams or whoever, whoever it is, right. But like, but in if they're keeping Iberflus. I actually don't know if I think like they probably need to get a different offensive coordinator, but I'm not sure if I think that like you maybe get a whole haul. They need a new offensive line. They need, they need a lot of things. They need another pass rusher. I mean, one Montez sweat does not an entire pass rush make. So there's a number of areas where they can improve. So I would guess like to me, if it's me, I bring, I, I just, clean slate give Ryan Poles a chance to kind of enact this offensive mind do not steal Ben Johnson but other mm. than that take another offensive mind and and go from there. Yeah,
1: that to me it's not even close. It, Justin Fields that's fine. He runs the ball every now and then, but the guy takes way too many sacks. He's I don't think he's ever had a 300-yard passing game, and maybe one in his career. Caleb Williams is special. Yeah. Like that's and and to your point with Eberflus, you're going to have the number 1 pick. A ton of cap space. You're going to get a haul, you know. On top, you're going to get a pick for for yeah. Justin Fields. You've got the number. What is it? Nine pick along on with the own? number one yeah. pick. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. you're going to be able to go higher. like you said. If they want Ben Johnson and they're going to pay Ben Johnson, yeah. You want, you want Carolina and Bryce, you know, or do you want Chicago and Caleb? It's not close. Yeah. So that that to me makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that division, look, I as much as I love my Lions, that division is still very achievable, at least yeah, for the next 100%. couple of years. That's a sexy job. You go in there, you get the right quarterback, you can go from worst to first in like like this, right? So right. it's it's not like, I think like some, I think I read in the comments, some people were saying that, you know, that maybe Arthur Smith is no longer at Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, someone, I saw someone putting that in the comments. So maybe that yeah, happened. If, I mean, if if that job were to come open or if it already is like you know that division's great too <laughs> well, you know like achievable
1: like to me you know with with Arthur Smith it's like we saw it in the game today hey dude you know you, you know that guy number 7 he's been on your team all year like what, what why are we watching this now and i know because i had him in fantasy and you know selfishly you keep an eye on players when you're in fantasy and you're like of course. why how does Algiers getting all these touches in the goal line, how does that benefit you? Get, make Bichon the rookie of the year, get him 15 touchdowns yeah. and 1,000 or 1,200, 1,300 yards. And it was just weird the way he deployed him all year, not to mention just going
0: into it with him anyway. That's, leave you uh, with this. Yes, well, leave me with How would you feel? I've got a question about you. But how would you feel if Bill Belichick, is now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons.
1: That's interesting. Ooh, woo, woo. Oh, that's that's interesting. Because he's going to get a job, right? He's going to um, – I thought maybe the commanders, I could I could see that. But I don't know if, you know, they're getting a new quarterback and all. You know,
0: like I'm thinking Bel- – I think Belichick goes down south, a little warmer climate. Yeah better golf courses, than you know, you can play longer, more throughout the year. Maybe it's Carolina. Maybe it's, it, maybe it's it would.
1: I can't imagine it'd be Carolina. I don't think he, you know, there, there's no way. Nah. Tepper's too crazy to let Bella. That's the thing, though, like, Belichick. You bring him in, and that dude does everything. Like, he has control of that entire building. It's not just personnel. It's, like, everything. So, is he going to really let that go, or I don't – you know, I don't and I think it's it's also like I, I hope this doesn't come out the wrong way, but like no. you know, Arthur Blank's old. Like he wants a Super Bowl. So like that's where you can kinda line up timelines of Yeah, i getting, getting kinda old. And um yeah, so that that's that's interesting. I don't know. That that one is
0: that like I just think that now that we read that you know, that your listeners are so smart they told us some news yeah. here. Like I'm just like, that's interesting at least. Yeah,
1: I just saw this comment quickly. Like, the people that are saying keep fields, you are crazy. You're crazy. Like, the one the one stat that nobody ever shares about Justin Fields is the sacks. They are killer. They take you out of field goals. They end drives. Like, he holds the ball forever. Like, just go go through. You get excited about the rushing yards and stuff. I think he had – what did he have? Here, let's pull this up. I think he had six sacks in that game for, like, just boffo yards. Um when you look at him he took five sacks for 31 yards it's like you can't do that nope. game in and game out and that's just there. they you 148 yards passing you know it's just come on that they, they have not beat the packers since 2018 let's I, I think it's it's plenty yeah and they'll get i think they'll get a one i think someone will be like oh i can build i can build an offense around him we can make that work he's a and late it's one It's a really
0: nice piece 100%. that I think sometimes get un- gets underestimated because you see the deep play touchdown and you don't realize it was like, yeah, he did a lot to get himself open. Like, it's, it's very interesting. It's when you watch it back and you watch it with like, oh, this is how the route was supposed you ask someone like, what was he, sp- what was supposed to happen here? And it's like, actually, he was supposed to be over here, but he adjusted there because he saw this was a- whatever. It was yeah. really amazing. You what
1: see, was- I saw that. That last comment is the one we're going to get out on. Um, And by the way, all these comments that say Smith's been fired, I'm all worried that I got fired. But um, someone (laughs) said that uh, wrong Smith. Yes, someone said they missed uh game theory and money and they're gonna buy us two beers at the combine, so we'll take you up on
0: that. We miss game theory and Money, You're too.
1: Exactly right. So uh Cynthia, I appreciate you popping in. That was yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, and we have to go surfing soon. I got my surfboard. I'm, Anytime. I'm not great. I'm a little embarrassing, but and it's kinda cold out here, but whatever. I'll 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 figure it out. <laughs>
1: Nobody goes out in the winter, that's why we go. I know. It it makes it nice and easy wide open. Not exactly. this
0: windy though. Uh, was today was crazy.
1: Today was crazy. Yeah. It's been fun lately though. Yeah for sure. Uh, but we will do it.
0: Right. Bye. See you soon.